so harsh or why he's being so strong with what he's saying. In that gospel, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, takes three of the 12 apostles and takes them up to Mount Tabor. And there he's transfigured. That's a beautiful thing. But if you're the nine left behind, you're wondering, why didn't he take us? What happened? Why did he only take the three? At school or at work or wherever, and you're in a group, and you see three people taken away by the boss or by the teacher, and you're left behind, you kind of wonder, what happened? Why am, not, why am I not included? That's just human nature. And that's what's going on here in the gospel. Then, after the transfiguration, Jesus comes down, reunites the apostles, and they're walking, and then they come to a boy with a demon. And all the apostles, all nine, all nine of them, and the three special ones, so to speak, are trying to cast this demon out of the boy, and none of them can do it. So the father of the boy calls Jesus and says, can you do it? He says, of course I can do it. And he prays over the boy and expels the demon. Now all the 12 apostles say, well, why couldn't we do that? What happened? And Jesus said, because you need prayer to do this. So now they get back on the road and they start walking. And the apostles, probably the nine, start telling the three, well, you're not really that special. And the three says, oh, yes, we are. And they start fighting about who's the greatest among them. I can only imagine that's probably how the conversation started, to start arguing about who's the greatest. Well, Jesus puts it to an end. He tells them and calls them out on it when they stop and says, why were you arguing along the way? But they were silent. They were probably a little embarrassed. Jesus sits them down and tells them, if anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last and servant of all. Then he gets a child and puts his arm around the child and says, you need to be like this child. Whoever receives a child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. Now that is wonderful. That's great. You're not only receiving Christ, but you're receiving the Father. That's a powerful and great moment. And that's what he's calling the apostles to do. So Jesus is telling the apostles, don't look at your pride. Don't start trying to figure out who's the best. Don't try to start putting everybody down and lifting yourself up. And don't be envious of each other. Don't be jealous. Because both pride and envy are very harmful capital sins. So now the apostles are sitting there and Jesus just told them this. So you wonder what the apostles said after this. Well, that's where we come to our gospel. Where the 19 or 20 year old apostle John stands up and says, Jesus... There's this guy who's using your name to cast out spirits, but he's not one of us, so tell him to stop. I can't help but think John is trying to deflect a little bit and trying to move the conversation in a different direction. But Jesus has no part of it. 
Jesus says, he starts telling them what we heard in the gospel today, and he takes it up a notch. He doesn't tell them, just receive the child. He doesn't tell them that be the first, don't, don't wish to be the first, but be the last and the servant of all. He's not telling that anymore. He tried that. Now he takes it up a notch, and he says, okay, you're, you're not, you don't want to listen. You're deflecting the conversation. You're, you need to hear the, the consequences of what you're doing. You need to hear the consequences of envy, jealousy, now exclusiveness. So he says, this is what's going to happen. So allow me to paraphrase what Jesus says. If one has pride or proud ambition and causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to envy others, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to go two hands, with two hands into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to be jealous of someone else, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet and be thrown into Gehenna. And then, if your eye causes you to exclude somebody else, Cast them aside. Pluck your eye out. Better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes and be thrown into Gehenna. So Jesus is telling the apostles and all of us the consequences of pride, of envy, of jealousy, and exclusiveness because it is direct opposition to God. But many times, that's our human nature. We like having our little exclusive groups and not letting anybody else in. We like to think we're the best and the greatest and put others down. That's our human nature. But Jesus is telling us to go beyond our human nature and telling us what that human nature will take us to. So let's follow Jesus' direction and strive to be God's humble servants and share his love with those around us without expecting anything in return. In a few moments, we'll all be standing up and we'll all be saying the profession of faith. And we'll be saying, I believe in God. I believe in the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. We'll all be saying that. And then we'll also be saying, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The word Catholic means universal. That means, universal means the church is for everyone, everywhere, no matter what. Our church's mission is to humbly reach out and teach and serve all the people in the name of Jesus without pride, without envy, without jealousy, without being exclusive. But we need to reach out with love, joy, hope, mercy, and especially forgiveness. And we need to do this, starting with our families and our neighbors, even the crazy ones. 
with our relatives, the ones we don't like being around, and with those at school, at work, and even those in traffic. And then when you do that, people will point at you and say, there they, there they are, there they are. They're Catholic. They're followers of Christ. Amen?